cleaning house, and then building a new one. Next, on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Here in John chapter 2, Jesus goes about clearing out the temple, the old house, if you will. Then he starts talking about a new one to come. We're looking at the significance of that new one to come and how you and I are a key factor in all of it. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. As we continue our series in John, we find ourselves in chapter 2, verses 13 through 35, Jesus and the New Temple. Here's Pastor Phil Howard now with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. He said, you all, don't you know that you're a temple of God? He's talking to a local church, a church full of problems, a church with all kinds of immaturity, but truly a church. They were born again people with all kinds of brought the old life. They were still sleeping around. They were suing each other. They they got drunk at the Lord's table. They were mixed up on the resurrection. Uh, they were doing a lot of work without love. Uh, everybody's fighting for the floor to see who's going to talk in tongues the most. It, it was a confused place. I don't know if you want to bring your neighbor or your parents to it. Too much confusion. But nevertheless, Paul says... God sent me to the city, and I evangelized you, and I saw you come to Christ. I saw you walk out of your darkness. I saw you come to forgiveness. And now the Spirit of God indwells the Corinthian local church. He he dwells in that place. And he says, by the way, if anyone destroys God's temple, that local church, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Could it be any clearer? A a local church becomes a hangout place for God. It's where He wants to share His glory. I can't understand people say, "I, I know Jesus, I just can't stand church. No, you don't know Him. You don't know Him. Jesus isn't the head of your company. He's probably not even the head of your home, but he's the head of the church. And he claims the church, even when the church has got lots of problems. That's why you are allowed to attend here. God knows what to do with you with a lot of problems. We seldom get folks that come that got it all together. No, they say, I'm coming here. And you know why I go to church? And I've been going to church a long time. Half a century. All my life, because I went a lot of times against my will. And I tell you about being in storefront buildings. Pentecostals I grew up with, we met everywhere. Storefront buildings. When we met in Holy Ghost Hall, we had a dirt floor in the back that Phil Ross got his own potty chair for the little kids. I don't, if the inspectors were to come, they would have closed us down. The dump we met in. What a dump to teach our kids back where the bar used to be. Nothing but a dump. And then the real. If that wasn't torture, 
God said, I could sift this church quick. Go to the Rio. Now, you think the building was the church or the people that showed up in the building? You, the people, constitute a temple where the Spirit of God dwells. And I think through my life, oh, showing up with ragtag Christians, a lot of them not too smart, not too well trained, didn't dress well, didn't, man, you wouldn't have ever chosen them. But God did. And God, things that happened, His presence would show up. His presence. I got saved in a building on 15th and Cutting. With the place was packed to the wall, would be 120 people. Seemed huge as a kid. Just a little old building. I go by there. Said, "Wow, that's not big enough for a garage, let alone a church." Well, you know what made the difference? Not the building, not the location. It was when we got together and we acted like people that the Spirit of God was indwelling, that place turned into a worship center and heaven touched earth. Heaven touched earth. God shows up in local churches. God shows His power. God saves people. God convicts people. God walks the aisles. He said in Revelation 2, I walk among the lampstands. I'm a member of this church. Matter of fact, I'm the head of it. And matter of fact, I'm still in the temple cleansing business. Some of you are full of dead men's bones. you got a form of God, but you don't know Him. You're sleeping with the wrong person. You're drinking the wrong stuff. And you got the wrong practices. And you say you know Him. You don't know Him. You don't, you're grieving. You're hurting Him. Matter of fact, if you don't come to Him, He's going to depart from you. He's going to take away His Spirit. And He's going to let you go where you'll never be bothered with another hymn, with another tug at the heart. Hell has no evangelist. Hell has no hymns. And in hell you'll never be reminded of anything, but you chose yourself as your own God. And what a miserable allotment. To say, I'm stuck with myself for eternity. That's the God I want. It's the God you'll get. But if you want to meet what heaven's got to offer, you come to Jesus. And He puts you in the body of Christ. And then you start meeting with these people called the children of God. You know what? I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted with this. And maybe a little out of my head. After being in the church over 50 years, I still love Christians. You didn't hear me. You know, people say, I get my feelings hurt. Oh, get over it. And if you don't, buy Eagles. They've got a great little song called Get Over It. Just get over it. Well, I just kind of, how do they treat you at the local bar? Oh, they treat me good as long as you buy something, honey. They're going to kick you out with a bouncer. They ain't just letting you hang out. You've got to give a little revenue. God's local church. You know why? I've been showing up for years. Sometimes this whole world, I feel like an alien and a stranger. 
And I feel a melancholic breeze coming through. That, Lord, this is not my home. I like to get a smell of what heaven's like. And I go to some little meetings in some little local church. And I feel like heaven sometimes kisses the earth. And my soul is poured out. And I said, I got a little bit of heaven until I get there. Because I met with God's people to worship. I didn't grow up being a clock watcher. I didn't grow up, well, when will it be done? Oh, it was done for you when you landed. You ought to come here hungry for God to do something, for God to move. Maybe you've never been around that kind of Christianity. There's only one kind of real Christianity. It's where God shows up in the meeting. It's where it's more than information. It's transformation. He changes you. He changes you. He makes your heart thrilled with Jesus. We used to sing a song, I get so thrilled with Jesus every moment of every day. I get so thrilled with Jesus. He's the truth, the life, the way. Has He come to thrill your soul? That's what the church really is. The people who are thrilled about Jesus. And we meet all kinds. You know, Manny Fernandez was here last week. And now they got 1,700 churches going in Cuba. And I, I said, I just can't hardly believe it. I'll have to see it before I believe it. So uh, Sean and Grant Pinkston, Adrian was going to go, but was unable to, had a bad injury. And so we went to Cuba. We'd meet in carports uh, from here to maybe where the foxes are. It'd be that long. No sides. And it was plenty hot. And Manny said, this is one of our churches, meets in the city, and they meet in this carport every week. And you get there and you start singing, and all of a sudden it was turned into a temple. The Spirit of God filled that meeting. We went to other places. You wouldn't even have a rummage sale out of the building. It was so bad. It broke down, started raining on us. And, uh, I mean, you could see through the walls that they... There was no, they didn't know where sheetrock was. Uh, hogs over here in this area. Like I said, it was hot, humid. The rain's coming down. And I'm sitting there. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Castro, you can't keep me from building a church in Cuba. You can't keep me from getting the people to heaven out of Cuba. I'm going to build my church. Communist China, I will build a church. 50 million Chinese believers there. They're persecuting our black brothers in Nigeria. And there's the Obama family here telling us about how their people are being persecuted by the Muslims. You can't keep God from building little local churches all over this globe. And when you drive by, you ought to say, I wonder if God's presence shows up there. And then let me say this. Don't ever try to destroy what it costs the sun to build. If you don't like your local church, find one you can go to without ruining it or intercede for it. It's never a perfect community. We're always flawed. You know the amazing thing about God? God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. We're all a bit crooked. We're all a bit bent. But God can draw a straight line. He's not using us because we've got it all together. 
He's using us because He's got it all together. And He knows what He's doing. Look at 1 Corinthians 6. If I keep going, I might catch fire. I'm trying to. Lock those back doors. Don't let anybody out. Verse 19. 619. Or do you not know that your body... Now he's talking about the individual person is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. Now, now here's what's, what, what bothers me. Can believers go to houses of prostitution? The Corinthians did. He's telling them, don't you know you belong to Christ? Back here in verse 15, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never! Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Then he gives the theological reason. Or don't you know that your body... Is a hangout place for the Holy Spirit. Whom you have from God, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Believer, hear me. God says your body is to be a sacred hangout for Him. Your body becomes a worship center. Wherever you are, People ought to feel closer to God. Because God walked in the room when you walked in there because you're a member of Christ's body. And Christ, the Spirit indwells you. So you can just say, God just showed up. We're not gods, but we're indwelt by God. And we want to bring the divine aroma of God in the room. There is no business. Be, you're in sin to be a negative down believer all the time. Why not the aroma of the Spirit? I thought He gave us love, joy, peace, you know, on and on. We are to be solvers of the problem, not the problem. Because the Holy Spirit indwells us. Look at what He says in another verse. Go over to 2 Corinthians, key points, 2 Corinthians 6, and see how this temple theme just keeps running. Verse 14 do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's what we tell all our young people. But he wasn't talking about dating exclusively. Uh, it, it involves that. But what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord is Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will dwell in them, I will work in them. Uh, I like to say this. The only real building program I believe in is watching a bunch of children come up here that we're hoping get saved. And we... Uh, I remember when we couldn't have junior church because we had no facility. 
We're not in love with facilities. Bank, you can keep it. Antichrist, you can have it. We built these facilities so the living members of the body of Christ could find some property set aside for sacred use. And so that the living members of Christ could come here without persecution. That every color, every economic status could come here and be treated equally and feel accepted at the master's table. Because he's building the church of every kindred, tribe, and tongue. And he's been doing it in Valley for years. The diversity is the divine weaving. He picked people out of the quarry and said, I'm going to place them in that local church. And here he's saying, what fellowship do you have as God's temple running with idols? That's the call for holiness he's making. I ask you, do you belong to Christ? Did you know Christ may be visiting this church today and he may want to cleanse the temple? What's going on in your life? Have you lost your song? Have you, uh, have you become a Sunday playhouse Christian? Wow. Why will you settle for plastic when you can have gold? Why settle for artificiality when you can have reality? Oh, Sardis, you have a name. You have a name. You have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Listen to what Tozer says. With our loss of the sense of majesty has come the further loss of religious awe and consciousness of the divine presence. We have lost our spirit of worship and our ability to withdraw inwardly to meet God in adoring silence. Modern Christianity is simply not producing the kind of Christian who can appreciate or experience the life in the spirit. The words, be still and know that I am God, mean next to nothing to the self-confident, bustling worshiper in the middle period of the 20th century. I would that when we came together in this place. See, when I grew up, you couldn't afford counselors, so you went to the altar. I was talking with my wife. Saved at eight in her teen years when I met her. Her folks were drinking themselves to a tragic divorce that broke her heart, broke her brother's heart. Her brother didn't have God, so he, he went another way and was a lonely, pitiful route. But I remember... Uh, my wife, a, a very, I would say, conservative, uh, her girls and I, we emote a thousand times more than her. She's just level-headed Pennsylvania Dutch girl. But I do remember, I do remember many a Sunday night having to wait for her after the service because Pentecostals, we didn't just use the altar to get saved. We ended our services with prayer meetings where we prayed with each other and acted like we cared. And I remember many a night watching my girlfriend then weep at an altar, praying for her mom and dad. And God give me the strength to stand for Christ in a home that is about to go a thousand ways.
You know what it was? God met her there. God met her there. It became a Bethel to her. Surely the Lord was in this place. And what we seek to create, so many conservatives are only used to information. And most of their faith is very stagnant. The living waters don't bubble. They just use, they want a good sermon, they want to get out on time, and please don't bother me. Because you've never been desperate enough to need one another. A persecuted church in Acts, they needed each other. And every member was precious. Just finishing the life story of Moshe Rosen, founder of Jews for Jesus, ostracized from his family, kicked out. When he went to his mother's bedside, dying of cancer, in Denver, Colorado. She said, I don't want to die, Moise. I don't want to die. I want to live forever, like in the movies, is what she said. And he said, Mom, I don't want you to die either. I want you to have life eternal. And then she rose up in the bed, and she said, if you're getting ready to tell me the only way I can have life eternal is in Jesus Christ, you go to hell. It's the last meeting he had with his mother before she went to hell. He spent the rest of his life trying to reach his Jewish people. There's a way you can live forever. There's a way you can get in touch with heaven. Come to the temple. Jesus Christ. His church is an extent. It's his body. His church, your individual body. You're to represent God on the earth. Let the presence of God fill this church. Fill your body. Fill you. The new temple is Jesus. He's the new meeting place. Come to Him, and you'll find the gateway to heaven. It's better than Jacob's ladder. It's a ladder that will never wear out. Pastor Phil Howard here today on Truth For Today. Thank you for joining us. As always, it is a privilege and an honor to be able to spend time with you here in God's Word, that we might grow in grace. And that is what Truth For Today is all about in this ministry. Growing in grace and challenging those outside of grace to step into the light. As we close out our program today, we're mindful of the fact that there may be those of you who would like to hear this message again. As always, copies are available when you contact us at 855-833-9864. You can also stop by our website for other resource materials, valleybible.org. Also, find out where we worship and what time and how to get here. Details again at valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then if you would like to become a TFT sustainer, that means you're partnering with us financially on a regular basis to ensure this broadcast continues here on KFAX, we would dearly love to hear from you. In fact, we have a quarterly newsletter, a once a year special gift, and access to the weekly video devotional called Take a Break with Pastor Phil for our TFT sustainers. Also, for the month of August, just as our way of saying thanks, we have a marvelous little series that we would love to pass on to you, again, for a gift of any amount. When you contact us with your gift, we'll say thank you by sending you this wonderful gift called The Romance of Redemption. Tell us a little bit more about it. Once again, here's Pastor Phil Howard. The book of Ruth is the amazing story 
of a family were suffering under famine, and it looks like a posterity was going to be eliminated. But behind the scenes, God had planned to bring the Redeemer through this family. But there's a marvelous truth, and that was if a Redeemer was to help a fellow family member, they had to be able to pay the price, and they had to be a kinsman. And in this beautiful requirement, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will come out of the line of Ruth and out of the line of David, he comes He becomes our kinsman, according to Hebrews 2. He becomes our brother. He comes and he says, I'm willing. I will not redeem you with bulls and lambs, but with my own precious blood. He comes and he says, what the first man would not do, Adam, he was not willing to buy the girl that was widowed and in dire straits. He said, I love her. And because love will pay the price. Love will find a way. And so we see a beautiful sketch in the book of Ruth of great, great avenues of redemption that will be unveiled in the rest of Scripture. A marvelous look at the book of Ruth, the romance of redemption. Again, yours for a gift of any amount here in the month of August when you contact us at 855-833-9864. Or write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, and the zip code is 94547. And also, you're welcome to swing by our website, valleybible.org. And when you do, would you please drop us an email? Let us know you paid us a visit. That would encourage us a great deal. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Simply look up Truth For Today, and you'll find us there. Like us and follow us on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Mm -hmm.